0: I'm the very... Hello from Encourage Radio. Thank you for joining us for our weekly edition of just being able to speak life, encouragement into you and your family. Yes, this week's topic is going to be a good topic, and it's a broad topic. It is. It is. But I'm glad that we're going here, just because it is so important. It's not just today's times and headlines Correct. and things like that. This is still a basic tool that needs to be in your toolbox, as your kids and you personally grow in your Christian walk.
1: Yeah, well said. Well, yes. So obviously, you see the title if you haven't um, looked online when uh, when you're uh, where you're getting your podcast from. Um, but help. How do I help my kids feel safe in an unsafe world? Well said. It is a broad topic. It's, it's a topic that's consistent. But yeah, to be honest, strike while the iron's hot. Obviously, this is a hot topic right now. Mm. And so we want to be able to give you guys the information as you're asking the questions um, and your kids are possibly asking questions. Here's what we mean. Um, we, we know we can't shield our kids from hearing about mass shootings, violence, car wrecks, murders, war. Uh, you know, finances, not enough food, gas prices. Well, we know we can't shield them from that, but how do we prepare them? How should we um, talk to them about those things? And so many things you want to cover um, in that topic today. And so I want, I want to give you guys, we want to give you, you guys sort of a guiding principle as we jump into this, because Raina, probably more than I, um, has conversations like this with children's ministry and in in um, you know, ministry to moms and dads on um, guiding your children through tragic news, um, through difficult times. You know, when we hear the world is going here and there, and there's so many headlines that are out there today, like you almost can't prevent it. Um, you know, they're going to hear it's going to come across the your phone screen. It's going to come across your laptop. Obviously, it's going to come across the television, and your kids are going to be exposed to it. Somebody's going to share that with them. But here, when we talk about this. Um, Rainey, you know, there's a lot of moms and dads that have come to to you and they're like, you know, my kids are are are, are you know, expressing worry now. They're they're showing signs of like anxiety. They're asking me questions about is the world going to end and what's going on here? Maybe they're dreaming about it and they're talking about more and more. And so parents want to know like with so much negativity Happening in our world, how how do we step in with that? And so, well, let me give you a guiding principle, and then we're going to hit some pointers on this. Here's here's the very first principle: you have to know your children. Yeah.
0: Now, <laughs> yeah,
1: that may sound ridiculous, but it's not. So we talk a lot about here through Waterstone Academy. We talk a lot about through um, Children's Ministry. Um, we talk about from the from the pulpit the messages. A lot about family and a very um, undergirding and guiding principle is Proverbs 22 to 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So a number of things. We are to train, and we are to discover the way. So your child are given by God a, a design, a purpose, a way that he hopes and prays that he has designed for them to go. He has gifted that child to you to craft to understand and see that way and hopefully choose that way. So in other words, you you need to know um, your children. So what do I mean by that? Well, you have to know their personalities. You have to know their maturity level as well as their um, ability to process tragic news.
0: Mm. Yes, and that goes back to their bent. Mm. If they are an empathetic child, they may... View things or hear things through an empathetic heart. Yes. If they are a strategic child, they may be trying to figure out how do I figure out how to fix this? Yes. So knowing your child's personality and bent on how they process information is so important early on because that is dependent upon how we share, how we talk. Now, before we even get into this, we have to know that as a parent, you are their coffee filter. Mm. Yes. Come on. That's good. You are their coffee filter. Mm. So it depends on the information they get. A lot of information is coming from you. 99.9% of the information is coming from your talk in the home, Yes, um, your talk in the car, talking to friends on the car while they're in the back seat, you having that kitchen talk, news on the TV, things like that. So yeah, just before we get in there, that coffee filter... Yeah. Um, we just have to remember that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great simple way um to put it. And that's what we mean. So, you know, know your children. So with that, um, I would say they're also obviously they're a filter. And so you you need to know how they filter. That was so well said that like understand this is your child an, an empathetic child? Like, what is their personality? How what is the the lens of which they view all situations? Um, you know, so I'm one that would more tend to run into a fire, if you know what I mean, whereas, you know, my other girls want to sit back and evaluate and make this. What? So I might come at the conversation like, you should just run into it. But if I'm not speaking that language to them and they're like, I don't want to run. My role is this. That's so well said. So here's what we know. Um, all of us worry and even your children worry. So as a reminder, we've we've said this so many times on, on this um, podcast, your children are born at the bottom of an ocean of emotion. And so many of the things that they're hearing, they're experiencing for the first time. And admit it, th- we still worry. And as adults, we've, we've heard some of these things a thousand times, and we still worry about them even though we know we shouldn't, right? For them, it's the first time they've heard of some type of violence. For them, it's the first time they've heard of shortage of food or bullying, or negative critical comments, you know, you know, it's a first for them. And so you to know your child, you have to know they're going to worry. Mm. So you have to know how to identify, like, are they worrying? Like, what are the signs that my child is worrying? Is it dreams? Is it fidgety? Is it anxiety? Is it being withdrawn? Is it overly nervous? Um, are the pictures that they're drawing, you know, different than what they did before? Is their playtime, A little bit different than what it used to be. Um, Instead of like, if if they're playing like with uh, figurines and before they used to like, you know, go on a trip or whatever to blueberry farm. And now they're like, we can't go to blueberry farm. They're out of blueberries. You know, it's like, wait, you're actually worried about the lack of blueberry. You know what I mean? Like you get the point, right? But to know your child, are they prone to worry? Here's another one, mom and dad, don't miss this. Do they have a strong personal walk with the Lord? Hmm. Now, You're saying um, little Johnny is 17 months old. They don't have a strong walk with the Lord. Okay, hang on. Our children, all of us are first spiritual beings because we are created by God, who is spiritual, right? So we are not natural beings that become spiritual. We are created by God with the awareness to come to God. It's just up to us whether we choose to receive or reject, listen to his voice, like obedience or disobedience. But your your children are created in the image of God. So they're spiritual beings, meaning it's hardwired in their DNA to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. So no matter what age your child is, they have a spiritual side to them. Well, that will tell you, like de- depending upon their walk with the Lord, will tell you to what level. Every Sunday, I'm telling every Sunday, mom, a mom or dad comes up to me with questions from their little one. And they're they're anywhere from the age of five, predominantly, it's like five to eight or nine. And some of the questions, I'm like, how did you even think of
0: that? Mm-hmm. Like
1: when I was five, I was still like trying to figure out what was my favorite Crayola color, <laughs> you know, and they're already thinking about these deep, deep issues. My yeah. point is they, they think about them. Mm-hmm. And at least this parent was hearing those questions. Just because you don't hear those questions from your children does not mean they're not thinking about it. Yes. They are. So know what their spiritual level is so you'll know how to speak to them. Here's another one on, on knowing your children. Um, does your child need time to reflect on these things before you engage in a deep discussion? Mm. Meaning most of the time we just kind of come in and tell the headline, like to Raina's point, we come home from work. Honey, did you see the news? They've projected we're going to run out of food in 2023. And you've already announced it. And then, you, you know, little Johnny's over there listening to it while you're making eggs. And then all of a sudden you're like, Johnny, finish your dinner. And you're like, why didn't you finish your dinner? Well, you didn't know down deep inside. You just announced they're running out of food, so maybe he didn't finish his food because he wanted to save that extra meal for later. I mean, we've actually heard that, okay? So understand how they process um, information. Now, mom and dad, please listen to this. Your children will hear what you say through their own emotional lens. Yes. And spiritual condition. So to Raina's point, we become the filter to which we know our children and, and how they're viewing it. Is it through the eyes of empathy, through strategy, through awareness, through preparedness, like through strength, through honor? What What, view, what is their lens that they're viewing those? But here's, here's the point. No matter the age, um, your children are going to reveal somehow what's bothering them, whether it's through play, whether it's through language, whether they're withdrawn in their room, like, something's going on, and you have to learn how to listen to their actions as, as well as their words. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the guiding principle here, and we're about to jump into it, the guiding principle is know your children. So how do we do that? Number one, you got to ask questions. Yeah. Qu- remember, questions keep the conversation going. Statements shut it down. Yeah. So if you say things like, suck it up, like, this is the world. Well, that shuts it down. Mm. Now they're like, I can't really tell how I feel because I was told to suck it up, right? If you say things like, even just saying things like, it'll be all right. I mean, that's a comforting statement, but maybe that needs to come at the end of the conversation after you've discovered like what's bothering them. Does that make sense? So you have to learn how to ask questions. Randy, you were always asking the girls, what is their high and what is their low? And we've learned that that doesn't always reveal everything, but it sure does get a lot of the conversation started.
0: Yes. And being willing to listen. Yes. Even if the answer isn't what you think it should be. Mm. Being able to um, practice that marriage knee-to-knee where you validate what they're saying. Right. Like that must have really hurt you that you were feeling that way, even though on the other side of it, you're thinking like, oh, my goodness, why is that bothering you?
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: You know, so taking that step back and really practicing, you know, being able to validate how they're feeling before you are able to speak in and interject um, maybe a healthy way. Right. of being able to process.
1: And so, for instance, you may not know they've heard about war or violence or, you know, I'm, I'm just calling out some headlines, right? Uh, lack of food or maybe it's an issue at the school. Maybe you didn't hear about so-and-so's having a difficult time. I don't know. Um, and so you have, to, if you think they've heard or heard about it, you ask this question, what have you heard about? And insert like the scenario. That's asking a question. How does that make you feel? You know, instead of coming and saying, look, I know some things are going on right now and it's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. Mm. Well, that was a statement that just sort of shut things down. You have to learn how to ask, like, w- what have you heard about? What you know? What are your friends saying? Like, ask questions. Because you know when they're out there on the playground or in the classroom, friends are talking. And sometimes kids won't even know what they're saying. They're just maybe parroting or repeating what they've heard at home. Mm. And now little Johnny or Susie just was like, oh. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, you want to find that out. So you have to learn how to just continually ask questions. You want to know, what have you heard about? How does that make you feel? What's going on in your world? And as best you can, try to talk to them about things first mm. before somebody else does. Yeah. Now, we're old enough. We've been down the road, if you will, the proverbial road. Like somebody says, this is not my my first trip kind of a thing. Well, it's not, Okay. Well, just like you would plan a trip and you've been there before, you know the signs along the way, so you can kind of anticipate what they're going to experience in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, what, they're, what they can experience. Like, you know, right now, I remember when our girls were going into dance, and you, you're you experiencing the, the world of dance. Um, you could pretty much tell them, here's what you can expect in...
0: <laughs> the dance world. You can
1: expect some gossip, some chit-chat. You can expect some negativity, some mean looks. You can expect someone to befriend you one minute and unfriend you the next. Like, you would tell them that. And I think it was, who was it? it was one of the girls was on a on an Encourage Radio podcast. And they're like, Mom, I remember you saying this was going to happen. And then I walked in and it did. And I was like, oh, and they came back and talked to you about it. You right know? So that's what I mean. Like, you know what they're going to experience. You know what they're going to hear. As best you can go ahead and try to have that conversation about what you know they're going to experience.
0: But then be able to filter it to the level of yes. where they are in experience.
1: Yes. Yes. Per age, exactly. Per age, you know, like you said, for the filter, like know know their spiritual maturity, know their age limit, know how they worry. Um, you know your child like you know what you can either unload on them or unpack out of them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you pull that you pull that out. So let me just run with that one. Like learn you have to learn how to unpack their emotions, right? Which just means you have to listen to them. And to Raina's point, she said earlier on, she says validate it. Uh, we tell he we tell the I tell the guys all the time on Front Sight, um, your your three most famous words around the house. I get that. Mm. Like, you just say that. You know, our girls are talking like, I get that. I get that. And you're not just saying it to say it. Like, at that moment, you're validating, like, I understand. I feel that. That makes sense. I've been there. I can, I yeah, I hear I hear you. Like, guys, you, you need to say that. Sometimes we're just like, I don't know. Move on. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. Suck yeah. it up. Yeah. Maybe we don't actually say those words, but sometimes in the absence of saying, I get that, Maybe they are like, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to say something. You know, you have to listen to their feelings and um, validate. But please listen to this point. Show them how emotions are real, but how emotions are not reliable. Mm. Yes,
0: very much so.
1: And Raina, why is that? Why is that important to to teach them to not rely on emotions solely? What would you say? <laughs>
0: Just because, you know, our heart is deceitful Mm. and depending upon what we've gone through, um, past situations, it may look like it, smell like it, everything else, but it may not be. The exact same situation. right? And so we have to really be grounded in Christ. And that's where that daily walk with the Lord is so important as that primary foundation Yes, um, before we filter anything. And that does start at a very, very young age. Yes, it does. God is creator. God has made you God sees us. He goes before us. He goes behind us. And because they have that registered in their heart, they're able to process information so differently with the hope that Christ is in control. Yeah. Well, yeah. if we haven't already stored that up in our own heart, mm. that is not our first filter that we filter through. Right. So it's it's and in both.
1: Yeah. No, no, no! You're 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 spot on. So you know, again, our kids are born um, experiencing many of the emotional responses as well as emotional moments for the first time. Yes. And they don't know what to do with that. Like they don't know how to respond when they hear tragic news, or to oh, some yeah. extent, any any level of news. Like, um, you know, for the most part, you've probably had them in somewhat of a protected environment, as you should. Like they're playing video games, they're playing little, you know, playing with art and crayons and and they're in a, in a in a room with you, you know, doing shapes and things of that nature and then all of a sudden they go to school and people are like throwing things at them or making mean comments about their shoes. Well, you know, hopefully they didn't grow up with that in the house, you know, where oh, yeah. mom, you come out and you're like, you berate your child for what they're wearing, but you know, there are some kids going to say something about their shoes or their hair or their dress or... How they write. And so you you sort of prepare them, but you have to remind them, like, look, I know you're gonna feel this way, but feelings aren't always reliable. Yeah. Right. And they're real. So the hurt that you felt was real, the anxiety, the worry, the discouragement, um, the hope, like all your feelings are real because God gave you those. But just because they're real doesn't mean they're reliable. Right. Like, I'm not sure the, the exact date we're listening to this or even when you're listening to this, but I think it falls in the season close to, you know, when we're celebrating Halloween. And, you know, we can't – you have to learn to teach your kids that that fear that they're feeling in that moment, that's not a dominating, reliable feeling. Yeah, correct. Yes. You know, think about, think, have you ever thought about this? Think about what the holidays we go through. We go through one that's all about fear, 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 scare, 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 fear, 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 dread. And then all of a sudden we turn right around and start singing Christmas songs of hope, 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 happy, 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 (laughs) hope, hope.
0: That is so true. Think about the
1: emotions that our kids go through. They go from being, getting the the mess scared out of them at every corner to, oh, you know, believe in this guy is going to bring happiness and joy. Yes, Um, very
0: much so. Well,
1: you know teach your kids like right i mean actually i never thought about that till now actually sit them down and go you know we just went through one season of scary mm. and now we're in one season of hopeful and happy that's life yeah life is going to be one moment full of fear the next minute full of hope those are real feelings but they're not reliable like you know like you can't you you cannot always trust your feelings like Raina said the heart is deceitful above all else And find your your hope in Christ. Mm. Well, you say, well, what if I have a child um, that doesn't talk? Maybe you're like Pastor Ron Aran. It sounds like your girls always talked, or I know other families that. But what if my son or my daughter is maybe a little bit more like me, if you will, you know, and they don't talk? Well, all emotions have to come out. Okay, remember the Bible tells you not to cast our anxiety on the Lord. Hang on. There's a word there that's important, cast. Mm. It's not meant to be carried. Yeah. And he's not just talking about anxiety. So before anxiety becomes anxiety, there's a thought process. There's a worry, there's a filter, there's an action that based itself on something that wasn't reliable and then it became a reality. Mm. Okay? So he's not just dealing with anxiety, he's dealing with the thought process. He's dealing with the the filtering process. So all of that he's doing. So in other words, you have to learn how to get that out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do if you have a child that doesn't want to? Well, um, do something with them. Fold laundry Mm. and just start talking about task. Um, have them, if they, if they're into art, have them draw. If they're into drama, have them act, um, singing. Um, you know, do your own little You know, sing along at the house. And just have like a side conversation. Have a Yes, have a side conversation. Play some games. Mm. Make it fun. Mm. Um, Say, we're going to go to Circle K and I don't know, I'm just making up something here. We're going to go to Circle K and I'm going to give you six bucks and you get to pick out, you know, depend upon the age, like like appropriate things. You know, you don't want them all sugared up. But you know what I mean? Like make fun out of it really simple and use that fun moment – um, to sort of talk to them about it. get them like is it art is it journaling um is it drama is it is it food is it games like basketball what? you know ba- basketball <laughs> skateboard yeah. going to the beach here like here in Florida what again knowing your child what environment brings it out of them mm. you know that's the whole key and you know um I also taught this principle on front site there's a reason why you want to do stuff with your children. Mm. Because it's not just to do stuff. It's not just to talk. But when you put them in environments where you have them talking, you need to listen more than just to their words. Watch their body language. Their body language will tell you trigger words, trigger moments, trigger emotions. Like they may be saying, Dad, I'm all good. But you can watch how maybe whatever project you're doing, like they didn't do it halfway. They did it halfway instead of all the way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you kind of went halfway there. Like you... Your words said this, but your language said this. So in your head, Dad, Mom, you're going something still down in there.
0: Oh, yeah, kind of like maybe perfection. Like, I'm not going to finish this project to Mm. the ability that you always think that I should finish Mm. it to. So I'm not going to finish it because you're here with me. right. Because I know it's not going to end well.
1: Right. Yeah. Pick up on stuff like that. Exactly. So maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, that way it'll tell you like, okay, in this environment, they're not as open because they're worried about perfectionism. Uh, But in another environment, the guard is down, like we're out in the yard playing, popsicles, whatever. So the point is if they won't talk, find a way to get to know your child, like in knowing your child. Where they are expressive. Raina alluded to this one um, as well, and we want to expand on it. Mom and dad, you really have to learn how to limit their exposure
0: mm-hmm. to sure. the
1: negativity. Mm. Yes. That's part of your role. And and help, you know, what do I do with my kid in an unsafe world? Well, you help the process by limiting... Um, their media exposure. Yeah.
0: Yes, not having the news on all day.
1: Oh, my goodness. I went to get your tire plug. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious about this. This this really hit me hard because we don't listen to the news in the house. No. We we, we, we know enough about what's going to, I mean, we don't put our head in the sand, but we know enough. But I don't just sit around and have Fox News or MBS. I don't have. We don't have the news on. Right. Like, we've done that before, and after a while, I just want to run out of the house. It's just you know. <laughs> The tone of it is so annoying. It's all negative. Yes. It's, it's all, all negative. negative. Yeah. yeah. But I'm in the tire shop getting your, you know, tire fixed, and the news is on. And I was like, oh my stars. No wonder people are acting the way they're acting. Like the yes. way they're the intensity. So in other words, limit their exposure. Um, hang on. To Raina's point, let me add to this. Limit how you, mom and dad, and when you and mom mom and dad talk about stuff around the house. Yes. I get it. I I get it. I get it. It's it's a long day. You're frustrated. Like, you have to come home as a mom or a dad and talk about what happened that day. I understand that. I, I get it. At some point, you have to have a conversation, like, we have to pay bills or we need to get this done. Like, I know that. But you really need to limit. So you might think they're over there drawing pictures of flowers. But while they're drawing pictures of flowers, they're listening to everything and not just what you say, but how it's said. Yeah.
0: Very much so. Well, we tell them to not be reactionary. Oh, boy. Like to stop, you know, before you make a decision. But we live reactionary. Oh. So we may hear what's going on on the news or a situation at school or whatever, and we're. We're acting reactionary. Oh, you should do this, 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 this. Before we've had time to stop, mm. pray, filter, yeah. Yeah. process, because our reaction the next day may yeah. be completely different yeah. Yeah. than when the initial situation happened. But not
1: for them, because they but don't know how to process. not for them,
0: no. Yeah. But many times we kind of, we do the opposite of what we tell them to do. that.
1: You know, I mean, that is so key. I, I just thought of this right now. So, you know, for years, you know, in parenting, like when, I guess maybe it was just generational the way we were brought up and so forth. Remember, remember how like a little Johnny or a little Susie would come to church around two and they'd all of a sudden slip and say a cuss word, I mean, not, you know, or just in situations. Yes. And of yeah. course, no matter where you were, it doesn't matter about church, just and somebody will always go, well, we know what mom and dad say around the house. Okay. Stay with me on this. Now we don't just hear a kid slip up and say like, you know, a, a cuss word, you hear the kid parroting like the world's going to end and there's no food and we're all going to die. And, yeah. and yes, we know what mom and dad talk. So that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so limit their exposure, not just to news outlets and what's on the the phone and the iPad and the television, but limit your conversation so it's appropriate um, to them. Limit um, how you talk on the phone. So they, so. you may think those little kids are in the back of the van, you know, watching Gabba Gabba, whatever the show's <laughs> name. I don't know. I don't even. I don't, I don't know kids' shows nowadays. <laughs> you know, most of the kids' shows, I'd probably call out. Those people are probably dead, except Barney. Yeah. Let's Say Bluey. Okay, Bluey. Bluey. Yeah. You may. Th- okay, thanks, Jacob. Yeah. All right. You're a current dad of a little little one. Yeah. So you th- you may think they're watching Bluey, but they're listening to the conversation you're having on your on your phone mm. with your boss, your friend, your employee. Uh, your workout buddy, um, like they're listening and they're not mm-hmm. just listening to the words, they're listening to the tone.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: I'm, we're being serious here. We're, we're kind of making fun of it, if you will. We're poking at it. But limit ha- what they hear when you talk text. Yeah.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Limit what they can, you know, they, they can get on your phone and start playing games, and as they start to read, they can maybe even read your text. Mm. Mm. So it's not just news outlets, it's it's the news coming out of our, you know, conversations. <laughs> Here's where we want to end, and and this really should have been number one, but it's the last one because it dominates all of them. You have to connect everything back to God. Yeah.
0: Very much so.
1: Everything like God has a plan, God has a purpose. We do live in a fallen world. We are always going to be challenged with things like water, food, people making bad decisions. Evil exists, terror exists, and people are are going to make unwise and sometimes harmful decisions, right? People are full of greed. People are full of hurt. People are full of anger, and that can express itself in the form of a war or can express itself in somebody saying something harmful to you on all the levels, but we know god is in control and we know god has a plan and we know god's character and like you like reina said so early on you have got to bring that back to christ you've mm-hmm. got to constantly say well this morning here's what i know about god and today here's what i know about god and in this situation here's what i know about about him you, you don't just have the conversation you have to bring the conversation back to christ the yes. truth in the, the situation the truth in the situation
0: Big letter T. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Big letter T. And so you know, there, there's we can't we can't escape violence. We can't escape um, these things that are happening in our world. And as you know, in these last days, which the last days have always been, uh, we've been in since Christ returned, um, we're going to see these things. Yes. But you have a role in helping your kids sleep at night. You have a role in helping them process during the day to help them walk with confidence down the hallway. And uh so anyway you play a role in that. And we're we're praying for you, mom and dad again. It's it's it really is by design that this is and called Encourage Radio that yes. we pray this has encouraged you um to be there for your children and get to know your children so you can protect them on all these levels. We're praying for you guys. Rainy any last words?
0: Yeah. No, just um excited on the journey ahead because mm. um I was just thinking when you're talking that Basically, it does start with us parents, and it starts with us as an adult or a teenager Mm. that our walk with the Lord is so important because he is our ultimate filter yeah. yeah, and he's the one that gives us the hope in order to pour out and um, just realizing how much he walks around us circumspectly. He goes before us. He goes wow. behind us. He guards us on all sides. wow, And we, we are truly filling our tank with his word, yeah. then he overflows mm. and the joy, he takes away the fear because he cast out all fear. Right. And I love that, love that, love that, because, you know, he wants to give us that joy, and and we want to give that to our kids.
1: You know what? Let's end with that. Like, what I mean is, you said we are the coffee filter. I love that. Yeah. So when you wake up and and, and either order coffee or make coffee... Yeah. Everyone and tell yourself, I am the filter for my kids, and I'm going to pour in Christ... ...and let it spill through that filter. So I love that. Mm. Yeah. Every time you make coffee... Let that be a reminder. I am my kid's filter for the day, and what am I running through my mind, and what am I putting in their mind and their heart? That's a good yeah. word, Raina.
0: That's a, a good, good word. I like,
1: it's a good brew. It's a good brew. How funny. I love that. We love you guys. Pray you have a blessed day and blessings on you, your children, your family, and your marriage. Goodbye.